1: Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams.
2: Hello and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I'm Aeneas Williams. We've talked about so many serious topics on this podcast from careers, parenting, finances and even death today we're going to do something completely different all we're going to do today is talk about our teammates specifically the funniest teammates we've ever had and how laughter is such a big part of the nfl experience and probably the thing that most players miss is the experiences in the locker room and these funny teammates and i think we have the perfect group for this a combination of very funny men and great storytellers. Our first panelist is a quarterback, who's played and started as Brett Favre's backup. How you like being introduced as Brett Favre's backup? I was gonna I say, mean, man, yeah. I grew up son
3: of former Patriot Don, so that was my middle name. But I guess that's my new middle name. For exactly. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and
2: I'll give you his name in a second. And also went to a Super Bowl, played with four teams, and ended his career as Andrew Luck's backup. Why are we keeping that?
1: That's my, it's my <laughs> name. I'm sorry, man. That's this is taking script, a different man. turn, man. This is a totally different podcast than what you said.
2: <laughs> he played so long and with so many incredible legends, Matt Hasselbeck is his name, and we can't wait to hear some of the stories from some of these teammates. And next we have Scott Turner, who played for three different teams, and later became a politician. Boy, we can't wait.
4: How about yeah. a statesman? What, yeah. what are we doing? And, a, here? and a, <laughs> yeah.
2: a statesman. Don't that sound so much yes. better? And a state a statesman, and can't wait to hear his story. And also Matt Strong. And by the way, guys, for those who are hearing us, he still looks like the prototypical. Uh, fullback, maybe a little more in the stomach area, but other than
4: oh, that, wow, <laughs> I'm wow. I'm the stairs, so y'all can the see already. Y'all okay. can hear the
2: voice, but you can. He's in great shape. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so glad to be with you guys, man. And as we we start off earlier, thank you for joining the podcast. And it's really just uh, the part I, as I said earlier, that we probably missed the most, and that's the locker room, the joking uh, with teammates. And I first <laughs> would start out saying, okay, Scott, tell
4: me. Who comes to mind as your funniest teammate? Well, I got two, but one right off the top of my head is Keith Burns, nicknamed Tick, Denver Broncos. He had a story for everybody. He had a nickname for everybody. We were at our lowest time in 2003, just to come off a big loss. And Tick came in the locker room early in the morning, and he had an outfit that literally was a one-piece leotard <laughs> and a cape. <laughs> and he painted his face. He already a dark brother, but he painted his face, put on the cape. And you remember the laundry carts that the uh, equipment guys have that you know go around picking up the laundry? Locker room is down. Everybody quiet. Everybody got their head down. Tick bust through the door, ran, and jumped on the cart with the cape on his back. And everybody just started cracking up, (laughs) and it literally changed the whole mood in the locker room. And for the rest of the season, everybody was upbeat. So Keith Burns from the Denver Broncos has to be my number one. But the
3: nickname, Tick, Tick. gotcha. Tick. Hey, I'll tell you, you, uh, you, like two guys that are not funny, but they help other people be funny. Uh-huh. Mac Strong and Walter Jones. <laughs> they get the best laugh. Yeah, whatever. They've got the best okay, laugh. So they so laugh they're laughing, laughter? and their laugh is an infectious laugh. Yeah. Walter Jones has the the okay. funniest, like Sherman Clump laugh. Like every, you know, he can't la- he can't <laughs> stop laughing. Yeah. And you got a good, you got like a good yeah. complimentary yeah. laugh. I, I mean, we've had great, like really funny teammates. Like Brett Favre comes to mind. Brett uh, was funny. Oh, he's so funny, but you can't duplicate his his humor because it's how he says it. You know, like okay. someone would be like, hey Brett, you know, uh, how do you spell Mississippi? You're from there. And he'll be like, uh, which one? The state or the river? And people <laughs> are just like, uh, well, I've never thought about that. He's just like. <laughs> like so he's gonna freeze. He, 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 he's got something. all kinds of stuff in his game, but. Uh, one guy that we were talking about earlier before we started this podcast was John Randall. And he wasn't always trying to be funny. He was serious, but it was funny. You know, the way so he was being himself Well, the way he would talk trash, the way he would get geeked up for like a pregame. I remember he would carry this big wooden stick like he was like Moses or something. It was like a stretching stick, you know, but he would use it to do all his stretching, but he would kind of walk around like it was a weapon kind of getting psyched up. His face would be painted. He had headphones on and he would hang out in the sauna before the game and he just hang out in the sun and be like angry and i'm just like what is he listening to in those headphones so he gets up one time from his locker you know this is before wireless headphones you know he probably unclips his like walkman or whatever and he gets up from his locker and he goes to the bathroom and i got this moment this is before a game and i'm like should i I, got, I gotta know should i go listen to his headphones and find out what he's listening to i'm just curious and i'm like All right, I'm going to do it. Like, adrenaline rushes. I'm not even nervous to play the game. I'm nervous to get busted, listen to John Randall's headphones. So I get up there, and I I put the headphones to my ears real quick, and it's like, if you like piña colada.
2: (laughs) 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 John, John John Randall, (laughs) what?
3: What? What? I mean, it was, he was yeah. just so funny. Like we had a players committee meeting with Mike Holmgren one time and we we're talking about training camp and two days and this and that. And Mike Holmgren was going to adjust the schedule and get us off our feet. And John Randall was like, uh, coach, that doesn't work for me. That one o'clock. I-, I need that one o'clock. And he's like, well, you know, you see, we're on your feet. You're on your feet less. He's like, you don't understand. Uh, days of our lives is on at one o'clock. <laughs> I
4: can't
3: miss I'm like, who is this guy? What, are you serious? He's dead serious. And the funny thing is, is he's a hall of famed uh, defensive tackle that every offensive lineman was, you know, dreading having to play him. And here he is, just not as tough as you might think.
2: Right. You know, I I think about John just now. I've never played with John, but he would tell me about what he would do. And he said his coach early on told him, I taught him, always touch the quarterback. Right? I'm like, what do you mean? He says, whether you sack or anything, he said, he didn't care if the play was over, you go touch the quarterback. I say, man, what? How you just touch a grown man <laughs> every play? He said, I always wanted them yeah. to feel <coughs> me. Just he, let them
3: know you're yeah, there.
2: Yeah, what I'm doing right now, you guys, that listen, I'm touching Matt. He said, just go touch quarterback, go back to the huddle. But one of my teammates, Ernie Jones, I think Ernie went to uh, Uni- University of Indiana, and uh, he was a jokester. So I don't know about you guys. When I came out of school, you had your little blue blazer, your, your, your nice little khaki slacks, and maybe a tie. Conservatively, right? As a rookie, you don't wanna stand out. I'd have all these colorful suits like some of these guys. So I'll never forget, we're on the bus and Ernie, man, he's he's, he's like this nice teammate, this veteran. He comes up, he said, fellas, look at A-Dub, look at look at Aeneas, man, look at the suit. Man. The red tie, the jacket. <coughs> and, I mean, he got them all going. I'm thinking, like, man, that's pretty cool. I appreciate this, man. So he said, man, man, don't that look good? And, they, and, and I think it was Eric Hill, one of them, said, yeah, that's good. Then he looks at me. He said, you think it'll ever come back in style? <laughs> 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 so the, all all guys, and I can't emphasize, as you, as whoever's listening to this podcast, you, that's the part we miss. It is. You can't replicate that. Nope. No, right? No. And then even some of the things like you you had mentioned when the uh, Max teammate with the, some of the racist jokes, the racist mm-hmm. comments on the uh, on the uh, answer machine. Yeah. But what did Matt say in the locker room? It, it's all good. It's right? all good. Yeah, because yep. we're able to take it and. Mm-hmm. And, in, and learn from each other. Yeah. Well, the, the other understand? funny thing yeah. is,
3: like, the running backs were laughing harder than anybody about fumbling the ball because they've been there. You know, it's like the linemen who, you know, have had an embarrassing moment. They laugh harder at that other lineman right. who tells right. that story because exactly. they've been there. Right. You know, like, you know, having that shared experience right. when a coach is cursing you out, like, oh, gosh, I remember that. that, 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 <laughs> that. Remember a fun. few of those on the <laughs> sideline? <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull too many scabs. I, right I know now, I right man it's still a little fresh
2: <laughs> So one of the things as you guys know you mentioned already in your story is how important is it that for teams to have those guys on the team that that make the atmosphere loose mm-hmm. any, any guys come to mind I know you talked about John and some other guys any any guys and you also talked about tick mm-hmm. but what are the guys that were good on busting on people like
4: oh uh, Jimmy Spencer. Jimmy played, like, I think 12 or 13 years, Cincinnati, Denver, uh, San Diego. He never took himself too seriously, and he didn't take you too seriously either. He always had a joke. Like, somebody come in, and I say, yeah, man, I just bought this fresh ride. And Jimmy be like, well, you ain't got no motor. (laughs) 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 Right? (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) And so Jimmy was one of those guys, but he also loved you. Sincerely, he'll talk about you, make fun of you, but he loved you like nobody else. And I think that's real important because you can't get that, you can't duplicate that camaraderie uh, outside of the locker room.
1: Yeah, and I think the I think going along with that, those guys have have to be contributors to the team, right? Yeah, you can't sure just right. be a jokester. Right. You can't sure. just bring levity right. and not bring anything else to the to the game of football. For me, it's a guy named Reggie Brown, right? I mean, Reggie was just a he was a phenomenal football player. But he was he was the type of jokester that when he looked at you, he would always, and you could tell he's thinking about something. <laughs> he had he had something for everybody in the room. He was ready, you know? And you almost have to be ready in the locker room, you know. Cause, Cause if somebody exactly. cause if somebody hit you with a dig, yeah. you got about two seconds to respond, <laughs> or it's gonna stick yeah, the whole gonna, day. Yeah. The whole day, maybe the whole week. And uh, I just remember uh, with him, anytime I tried to come, you know, come at him with something, he would always have something that he would, I was not known to be the most flexible guy <laughs> During my career, see back laughing that. again. Like, you, that, can't he touch your toes. you know can, what I'm saying? You I literally
3: cannot touch yes, your toes. Yes, I could.
1: You can't touch your toes now, but
3: I, I, but I, after all I, the yoga I've gone through, that's I, 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 right. I, I will say this the least flexible player that I have ever played with in my life was Mac Strong. But yet he had this long career as a fullback. They draft guy after guy to replace him, and Mac would outlast them all. And wow. Mac can't touch his toes with his knees straight. You and serious? I it got to a point in my career where I was like Maybe that's a thing. And I stopped trying to get flexible with my hamstrings because really? Max Strong has the tightest hamstrings. <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's the thing. The well, guys it's not like so he's going to open it up. I Matt. don't care. You he's never hurt. He's never hurt. He's never in the training room. He played how many years did you play? 15. At 50, fullback. Fullback. And, and all these 1,000-yard rushers. I'm like, maybe flexibility is overrated. All these flexible guys in the training room with us. Matt, all, all he
2: needed was what a a, a foot. That's uh, stride.
3: Yeah. I needed, five, I needed five yards. Exactly. From five, from five yards true. deep right. to the line that of scrimmage. Is, don't, don't let him sandbag. You had a, like a 36 yard run in a playoff game. It was game. the longest
1: run until Marshawn Lynch broke it with that incredible beach run mode. But anyway, Thank that's you. a whole <laughs> other story really? right there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Not that I remember that at all, but. <laughs>
2: too, too. Yeah. But
1: I'm just <laughs> really glad that I'm not known for being somebody's backup
3: when somebody introduced <laughs> me. That's the best part about my career. See, so, right, hey. know <laughs> So I want to I tell you guys about a guy, uh, Robbie Toback. He was our center. Oh, my goodness. And he is just the great reteller. He's the best reteller of stories. And Max Strong, contrary to what you might know him as now, was the quietest teammate anybody ever had. Really? Maybe second only to Walter Jones. They never talked. Walter was quiet. Neither one of them ever, ever talked. And so there's this one time where um, (laughs) there was a big PGA golf event in town and we couldn't have our normal hotel rooms or whatever. And so the veteran guys that had their own room, they had to double up. Now, no one's more respected than Mac Strong and Walter Jones, so, like, they just put these two, you know, Ring of Honor-type guys together in the room. <laughs> well, sure enough, Mac... This is p- completely
1: fabricated. I just listen, want you to know. Listen, gonna be I'm going to tell, tell it quick. I'm going to tell you quick. Can meal?
3: I get Pre-game <laughs> meal, we're all sitting there, Mac Strong comes down, and, and we're like, hey, man, what was it like rooming with Walter Jones, like the Walter Jones last night? And Mac shakes his hand, like, man, I can't do it. He likes the room too hot. He's like, you know, I'm sitting there like, may- maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's how you're the best tackle in the game. You just like the room hot, but I can't do it. I could never room with him again. Mac leaves. We're laughing about it. Walt comes to the table. We're all quiet like, hey, Walt, what's up? Uh, what was it like rooming with Mac Strong last night? He goes, psh, he likes the room too hot. <laughs> <laughs> they never said anything to each other the whole night. Boy, you. Neither one you of them a, <laughs> respect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Had too much respect. <laughs> hey, you know he's a vet. Ah, he's the best. I don't know. <laughs> so who were the, who were the
2: pranksters on your team? Who were the guys that, oh. that that did your pranks?
3: Trent Dilfer oh, on that Seattle team was uh, a prankster. Oh, too much. Too, too. He just took too much pride in it, and you just didn't want to. He spent too much time on that. I was just like, why did you? How did
1: you come up with this though? Like, you remember the one with Robbie after he got hit
3: by N- Nico Kudavidis? We had a rookie linebacker lay out our center. Just laid him out, you know. And it was a little unfair, <laughs> scout team. He wasn't expecting it. Just laid him out. The next day, we go out to practice, and someone had drawn a silhouette, like a crime scene of a body, chalk tape, <laughs> <laughs> Talk tape. Talk <laughs> <about>. <laughs> with number, with the, 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 our center's number, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's it. We're just out there. The field's in line. And we're like, what is that on the 26-yard line? Oh, gosh. That's where the fifth-round pick knocked out the starting center. Oh, man. Oh, you see it? it hurt his feelings. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That was clever. Something
2: came to my mind. Do you ever get questions as a quarterback, what it was like putting your hands under
3: the under the butt? of a of a teammate every down. <laughs> well, one time, we, that our center had diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, true story. He, 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 he and his Robbie wife... Tobeck oh, us yeah. give us a name. Give us a name. You Toback. Know, Say
2: that real fast. Robbie Toback. <laughs> <laughs> listen,
3: listen, Did he I, tell you? I, the, everyone everybody else told me. Everybody, every, everybody this was team. at the time, you know, Mike Holmgren didn't believe in shotgun, really, at that time, because Joe Montana <laughs> didn't use shotgun. Steve Young didn't use shotgun. And we're playing on the road at Washington. And, That's a uh, true story. This is a true story. And Toback, his family, his, his kids would like ride horses, and there was some like virus or something from a <laughs> something from a horse. And he, he you know, he, to his credit, he played that game that that day, that game because we didn't really have a backup center to play that. You know, uh-huh. we we had Steve Hutchinson that can't oh, yeah. can't. I mean, I don't, he must have been a center once upon a time, but right. it wasn't it wasn't an option really, and. Uh, You know, they just gave me a bunch of Purell. It was a bad, bad day, and I've never lived that down. But like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? The game is not gonna stop. Did you use gloves for that game? Didn't use gloves. Uh, The thing that did happen, I got benched at halftime. I had fumbled the ball. Bruce Smith, like, broke the sack record, actually, right before Are the half. Are you serious? And I had fumbled the ball trying to make him miss. And I, to this day, I think I had too much Purell on my That's hands. what I was just thinking That's about, dude. But I got benched at halftime for Trent Dilfer, and I was kind of cool with it at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he towed came out in the second half with brand-new pants and all that, but it, that, was, uh, that was legendary, uh, for yes. sure, and, and, and not awesome. What's the best prank you've ever seen, maybe, in a locker room?
2: Are on the field? Uh,
3: there was this play that we used to run all the time and it never really was that successful. We usually uh, got about a yard on it. It was called 18 Bob. And uh, one day, Aaron Taylor, we're getting ready to do short yardage. And uh, he's like, Coach, I got a great short yardage play for us on uh, third and one. He's like, Oh, yeah? What is it? He goes, 18 Bob. Every time you call it, we get one yard. <laughs> like, you know, it's basically like both guards pull, like right. the left guards pull into the eight hole. It's just like, there's no chance I'm getting in front of Ricky Waters. You know, like right. trying to get out in front of the tailback. Um, we tried to run it a lot in Seattle. It was funny. It's funny to me. What about it, any, any opponents,
2: <laughs> Mac? Any opponents you remember that just hilarious and constantly talking the whole game?
1: Wore us out. I mean, he was one of those guys that, uh, I mean, he was always talking trash to the offense. I mean, kind of like a John Randall, you know, he was, man, you guys can't block me. You guys can't block me. You you guys are terrible. I know he would talk to, uh, he would always talk to uh, Sean, too, you know, Sean Alexander. He was like, man, quit sliding down when somebody's getting ready to hit you, man. Stand up and take it like a man. <laughs> Was like, of oh, guys
2: would talk the whole yeah. Day?
1: He would talk the whole time, <laughs> he talked to the running backs. He talked to the line. I mean, anything to just try to get you off your game, get you more focused on what he was saying instead of your assignment. But but it's always, I mean, in a sense, everybody had a had a moment in the game, you know, because you're going to win some battles, right. you're going to lose some. Yes. And everybody, when they make a play, sometimes guys just don't understand. It's kind of like when you score a touchdown, just hand the ball to the ref. Right. You know, when you make a great play on defense sometimes, you guys, like, want to celebrate it. Like, it's the first tackle you've ever made in your life. Right. Or the first time you've taken on a block. Cause I've had guys, you know, I've lost some battles, and every time, you know, I got stuffed in the hole or something like that and I ended up on the ground, Run it, uh, you know. A linebacker come walk on and be like, "Man, that looked like that hurt." <laughs> man, you want to you to call you to call your trainers come get you, man. Are you gonna be alright for the rest of the game? Cause that, ooh, man, I don't know if you want to come back in here for that one again. Cause that, I really put it on you that time. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, those guys, they always linebackers, DB. It just, I it felt like that was more of a defensive thing, right? Cause I don't see too many I, offensive guys. You talked about Steve Smith. Philip Rivers, we
3: did a thing this year. Philip Rivers talks all this trash, but doesn't swear. Like, right. it's hard to talk trash. Can you imagine You're him talking right. really good trash You're and right. not cursing ever? Right. Like, so, so Philip no, talks the whole game. Oh, he's talking yeah. trash. He was talking trash. People, someone was saying, Charles Woodson was telling me the other day, he goes, listen, well, I remember we were playing uh, the Chargers one time, and someone is talking so much trash on the sideline. Yeah, that's right. You can't cover. You can't cover. He looks over. It's the backup quarterback. Philip Rivers, <laughs> talking smack. Rivers. <laughs> he was backing up Drew, Drew Brees. He was talking smack. So, I think he is, uh, I would put him in the elite. Uh, trash talking category and then to think that he does it without. I, I am not elite. I'm sort of uh, bad. I remember one time we were playing, I'm in Green Bay and we're playing the Denver Broncos and Brett didn't play. It was a preseason game so I started the game. I'm geeked up and I get hit the hardest I've ever gotten hit in my life. My helmet goes popped off. You know, I have—I uh, got hit so hard and I saw what Brett did. Like Brett kind of got up and talked a little bit smack so I got up. I go, 94, is that as hard as you can hit? Is that as hard as you can hit 94? And he's like, bro, I didn't hit you. (laughs) He's like, 53 hit you. I was like, okay.
2: Final question, man. As legends, how do you get your fix? Are there guys you call on just to get a laugh because you miss that locker room environment so much?
3: Matt? Well, I think for me, I got really lucky because, you know, I'm at I'm actually at ESPN right now, and I work with guys in my draft class, so Randy Moss and Charles Woodson. I'm with them wow. every Sunday, every Monday. Uh, also get a little bit of Steve Young, a little bit of Rex Ryan. And so uh, I get that locker room feel got with you. those guys. Sure. I'll see a Jeff Saturday in the hall, a Darren Woodson. Um, I really... Um, I'm thankful for that, but I also, you know, in a different way, um, you know, we've got producers and directors and stat people, you know, a support team that maybe the world doesn't know about, right. but they're valuable and- And teammates. Ju- and teammates, yes. I think of in my career, right equipment guys, every team I was on, Correct. equipment guys, trainers, athletic trainers, 100% of the time, maybe even like a PR person, you know, whoever that support, community outreach, Correct. player engagement, I mean, I talked to my player engagement, guy. there's a guy in Indianapolis, uh, David Thornton, mm-hmm. he, he yeah. was, and he's younger than me, and he was my player engagement guy, sort of like mentoring me, just wow. a solid guy. Sure. Mo Kelly out in Seattle, uh, Rob Davis was there as a teammate of mine in Green Bay, so, I, you know you reach out but i think you also have to like almost accept the fact that you're going to a new team and you can sort of build that that locker room type community you know wherever you're at but there's no doubt when you get to like i haven't seen mac i haven't seen when well, i haven't seen you what three times in 10 years something like and that it, it really? doesn't matter right. it's like we're right back in That's it right. and oh, making wow. fun of each other and you know you uh, about-
1: and, then you, and then you know you have your your po- post football career you know you you try to keep in touch with those guys that you play right. with, but just being a part of, like, the Legends community, the camaraderie that we right. have, you know, Tony Richardson, Ed Reynolds. I mean, those guys, I love... You talk about people that build you up or right. you, you draw strength and inspiration from. I love being around those guys. I love being around positive, funny, forward-thinking guys that, you know, no matter what's going on in life right. yeah. or what's going on in your life personally or your family, you can you can be inspired, you can right. be encouraged. And so those are, I mean, I love just uh, my role, um, just being a part of this this community. Right. And, uh, you know, just these opportunities we have to catch up with, our, you know, former teammates that we've been with, the Legends Lounge, yeah. uh, man, which is, which is popping, which we have at, you know, right. NFL calendar events. They fill me up in, in a way that, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, not being around those guys can't. So,
2: And Scott, how important is that? just we're sitting here laughing now man this has been good for me yeah. it says as a proverb say laughter is good for the soul right and and it's like healing so even as we're sitting here and i was never in any of y'all locker rooms mm-hmm. i literally was taken into your locker room just
3: through the stories oh uh, you like, were in our playbook don't yeah. laugh. <laughs> I, I, I still I still remember this one play. When your name comes up, I think of this one play. It's an option route. You on Bobby Ingram, was a third or fourth down, and dang it, I should have completed the pass. It was good coverage. No, I remember.
1: First of all, I was like, I got to play that dude with the Old Testament name, with, like, four vowels in his name. Man, that dude. I'm, like, I'm, playing, I'm like, that dude... I was like, first of all, there's something, like, prophetic about him. So when I go up against him, but I just – no, we we played you guys That's one so time. True. I don't know if you remember this. And uh, you weren't the quarterback, thank goodness, because I, I ragged you for this. But I ran like a little hitch route, and instead of throwing it to me, he threw it like I was going to run an out route. You're mm-hmm. supposed to hook up if it's on. you supposed to run out if it's man. So it was on. I sat. He threw it out like it was man coverage. I reached my hand out, tipped off my hand, and you right. intercepted it and ran it back for a touchdown and ended the game. Cause I think we were in overtime Correct. against you guys, yes. in, and yeah. it was in Arizona. Yes, sir. And I sat there on the ground and just looked at you, watched you run into the end zone. <laughs> I was like, man, this Old Testament dude, man. Like I, I knew it. I knew it. I should have I prayed five minutes longer before the pregame, man. <laughs>
4: No, man, man. I
2: appreciate it. But, Scott, why don't you, as we close out, you know, how important are these moments? And the reason why I say that is for the legends that are listening, Matt and uh, Mac, that when guys leave, even current players, when they transition, they disconnect. Yes. -hmm. You know, it's almost like a psychological deal. Just totally disconnect, not realizing, even as we're transitioning, how important these times of remembrance. Yes. Right mm-hmm. In this environment of excellence that we're capable of now transitioning it may take some time right. to do something else well. How important is that, Scott?
4: Well, I think that you could just hear about our laughter, you know how important it is. And I mean I haven't seen Matt in a long time. We get wow. to, I get to see Mac and you a lot, and we get to talk a lot wow. and fellowship a lot, but this is just this is our family. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I would encourage everyone who's listening, to this, in particular the players, to stay connected with your brothers, right. whether you played with them or not. If you're in the shadows, come out, because we have love for you, right. just like we have love for each other and here. I literally went into the Seattle locker room, Correct. right, and mm. I've never been. Mm. And these times here are very, very important. One, because we all played this game, and we're a part of a very small percentage of people who did. But even some of the most precious things are what happened in the locker room, what happened in our communion and our fellowship together. And so for me, it's very enriching. And we all have spheres of influence, media, pastor, community, everything that we do. But these times right here bring us together and we're one. And for our listeners and even for us, I think that is so important that for the rest of our life, that we keep that intact and that. And I'll finish with this. If we think about a player, call him. If somebody's on your mind, check in with them because you just never know what they need. They might need a laugh Mm
3: -hmm.
4: or they might need you to pray for or they might need advice, whatever it is. But I know that we all have that in us and together we're the best we can be.
2: Man, as we close, guys, I needed this, and I think a lot of the legends need this, to be reminded about how much we love the guys we played with Mm -hmm. and how much fun we had playing this great game. If you had a teammate you think was the funniest teammate ever, drop his name to the email here listed, and maybe he will be on a future Funniest Players podcast. Thank you all. The best is yet to come. Appreciate it,
3: guys.
2: Thank you, Matt. Keep thank up the great
3: work thank right Thank you.
1: This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends@nfl.com.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.